Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Miss Danielle, and this is Help a Human Out. I got to tell you something. Today, we are going to talk about weed. Yeah, you heard me. Uh, some people call it reefer. Well, maybe people don't call it reefer anymore, but they sure as hell used to. Pot, cannabis, the devil's lettuce. Do they still do? No, nah, they don't say that anymore. But you know, endo, I know Snoop Dogg still says endo. Listen, we're going to talk about it today because we got one hell of a question from a wonderful helper. And the question was about weed. And we wanted to talk about it because as you know, getting high uh, is a thing that many people do. And also there's a huge stigma. And then of course there's legalization in some places and not in other places. And also with the Olympics coming up, what do we know? We know that there is an Olympian who is not even going to be an Olympian, right? Shakari Richardson, we gotta talk about that. So we are gonna do that. All right, we're going to do that today. And when we got this DM, I knew we needed to do an episode. Hi, Miss Danielle. This is a little unconventional, but I guess that's kind of what your show is about. Especially during the pandemic, back when we were all isolated and locked inside, I got really into smoking marijuana. I deal with chronic pain and it works better than any Advil or ibuprofen. It also helps with anxiety and depression. I'm wondering if you could find some sort of pot expert to tell me if this is okay I think it has been beneficial to my life, but some of the people who I love the most are very critical of it. Is my form of self-care valid? All right, listen. (laughs) Oh, you beautiful anonymous peach woman. Here we go. I have somebody for you, okay? You know how this works. One, God bless you for your vulnerability and wanting to talk this through, but I really hope you know that nobody has to give you permission to do whatever you need to do, okay? But we're going to talk about it anyways today because I think it's important. I think you're probably not the only person who has questions like this, so we're going to get into it. You know how this show works. We have an incredible expert for you today. As the CEO of MaryZeal.com and host of the High on Self-Care podcast, Stacey Zeal is on a mission to help women of color live their best abundant lives by creating a mindful, cannabis practice. Hmm. Cannabis literally changed Stacy's life by becoming her only consistent solution for her insomnia. After being prescribed sleeping pills that only worked for two weeks, she turned to cannabis while living in Las Vegas, and it has been the only thing that consistently helped her sleep peacefully every night. Getting consistent sleep has been a game changer, creating the energy needed to live the life that she desires. And as a yoga teacher and self-proclaimed high-functioning stoner, Stacy understands that combining the amazing benefits of self-care with the uplifting benefits of cannabis leads to a deeper connection to self. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of sold on smoking some cannabis or eating cannabis or doing whatever. Because listen to, that was a glowing review of cannabis. I am so excited to introduce you all to Stacy Zeal. All right, Stacy, help us out. First of all, thank you for being on the podcast, Stacy. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Okay, Stacey, first of all, what makes you a pot expert? <laughs> and do people, um, wait a minute, do people say pot? Because I feel like, I feel like our lovely anonymous peach woman doesn't know that we say weed. Does, do people say pot anymore? You know, I think there, so I have some brands that reach out to me that have pot in their name. And so I think, honestly, it, it might just be cultural or it might just be regional, you know, because okay. like on the, I, I lived on the, uh, in Las Vegas for about six years and people on the West Coast call, you know, refer to a weed in certain kind of ways. East Coast is, is, is interesting for sure in, in terms of weed. So it's, it's so interesting. Um, and I think like, I, I definitely would consider myself, I call myself a high functioning stoner. I don't necessarily consider myself a pot expert, um, okay. but I definitely think that it is, it, it, yeah, it's, 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 I guess it's cultural. I guess it just depends. Okay. Well, <laughs> whatever you call it, we're going to talk about it today. The question boils down to, okay, so let's run it back. There's this woman, you know, she, she said that weed has been helping her out. Pot in her words, pot has been helping her out. And I would like to say that I don't think she's alone in this. <laughs> Let's name that, okay? I don't think she's alone in this. One of the things I, I got to tell you is a couple years ago, I remember reading this article and I can't, it was a like it was a big article too, like maybe New York Times, something like that. But it was called Marijuana Moms, right? Mm -hmm. And it was about like five um, Manhattan white ladies who were talking about how smoking weed made them better parents, legitimately. This, sounds familiar. This was, this whole article, okay, it was literally called Marijuana Moms or something like this. And now I don't remember everything. I just remember being like, let me look at this, okay? So I'm reading the article and I got to tell you, I, I was looking at it through a couple of different lenses, right? Because one, it's a very big privilege to have an article written about five white ladies in Manhattan who smoke mm -hmm. weed. And it's like, okay, when I have seen what weed has done and put people in jail for, you know, multiple years yep. and things like that. So I thought, oh, this could never happen to five black women. I, I just named it. I said it would not, there wouldn't be an article about five black ladies in Brooklyn, right? right? Smoking weed and calling themselves great parents. So there's just so much to talk about. So I'm so happy that you're here and we're just going to get right into it. Is smoking self-care? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. That, that is, and that is literally the angle that I approach cannabis um, in, in that light because I'm big into self-care. I'm my yoga teacher. I'm very big into yoga, meditation, journaling, all the things. And so when I started smoking weed, I started smoking weed probably in 2017. Okay. So I'm a, fair, I'm a fairly recent smoker. And the reason I started, I'm going to give you a little context, is so I, I've had insomnia for most of my life. Mm -hmm. It's been very normal for me to just not be able to get sleep. I just push through like we do as women. We just push through. Right. And so one day I was on my way to work and I fell asleep driving. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And that shit was scary. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so I was just like, OK, wow, this is I need to take this seriously. That was my wake up call moment to really be like, OK, I need to take this this insomnia thing seriously. So I did all the things. I'm a millennial. So I Googled all the things I looked. I tried melatonin. I tried cutting sugar. I tried cutting caffeine. I tried all the things and nothing worked consistently. And so and finally, then, I was like, well, I, there's then, one more step. And then see, I, I, there's one more step in there. And then I go to a doctor, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I need to take this, take this seriously. So I'll go to a doctor. He prescribes me sleeping pills. And the first night I took the sleeping pills, I was like, oh, wow, this is great. I fixed my sleep problems. Awesome. Uh -huh. So then about a week and a half in, I started to notice that, the, that it started to wear off a little bit. It wasn't working as well. Like I was waking up in the middle of the night. It was harder for me to fall asleep. 
because I have an issue with falling asleep and staying asleep. So right. I have like a double whammy there. And so then I called the doctor after about two weeks because it stopped working, like two completely two weeks in, completely done. And so I called the doctor and he said, oh yeah, that's normal. People build up a tolerance to sleeping pills. So I suggest that you take it for two weeks and then not take it for two weeks. And I'm like, so you want me to sleep great for two weeks and then not sleep great at all for two weeks? That doesn't, that's not a solution to my right. problem. So I said, okay, not going to do that. And so I decided to try weed. And where I was living in Las Vegas at the time, fortunately for me, recreational cannabis had just become um, legal. And so I went to a dispensary. And that literally changed my life. Like going from not getting any sleep to now getting consistent, restful sleep every night, game changer. Literal oh my God. game changer. Love it. Why do you think there is continuously these stigma? I mean, okay, because I saw a meme yes- yesterday or the day before, right? And it was a person sitting in like a, like a, you know, the chairs where you pull the little lever and the feet kick out. I forget what the hell those are called, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm trying to say. Like a recliner. Thank mm-hmm. you, girl. Okay, so the person was sitting in a recliner and they had medication next to them. They had sugar, all like pop, soda, wherever you are in the region or wherever. They had pop, soda. They had all types of stuff, fast food, sugar, everything. And they're completely overweight sitting in this chair and they're looking at this person who's like growing a a weed plant, right? They're like, you're such an addict. And and, and, And this is the meme. And the person's holding the plant like, okay, and what would you call that? Like what, right. like everybody's kind of addicted to something, right? And the way I see it is, first of all, when I think back to our lovely anonymous peach lady, shout out to her. I would hate to live a life, first of all, where I would feel the need to ask anybody for what the hell I could do, right? <laughs> Hello, say that. At this point in my (laughs) life, I'm not asking for permission to do shit, okay? I'm going to do what's right for me. And so I think a lot of times when we talk about how to help a human out, what it kind of boils down to is mind your own damn business. (laughs) It's free. It's so free. And so I, I think about being in a position where you're getting judged or you're thinking about, oh, it's just so taboo, right? Why do you think that there are still these ridiculous stigmas around smoking weed or edibles or things like this when so many people are actually benefiting from it? Yeah, I think, you know, it's such an interesting um, question. And I think it boils down to how powerful propaganda is. And I think, so the marketer in me, my other, my, my, the other side of my house is marketing, right? And so- um, the marketer in me is like, wow, this is powerful. Like if you look back at some of the things like reefer madness, all of, there was a consorted effort to, to paint um, cannabis as a bad plant. And it boils down to racism. That's why the war on drugs started. Thank you. That's literally it, right? There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It was because of racism against um, brown, black and brown people specifically, right? And so it, it, that's where it started, right? And so there's, this, there's millions and billions of dollars going into telling people that this is bad, right? Yeah. And so you think about these older generations, right? And that's what they're seeing. They're seeing bad, 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 bad. And then you add on top of what you were saying before, if you are someone who is a person of color, maybe you see you have family members or people that you know who got locked up because of weed. So this is a consorted effort. And so I think that that's where, you know, we have to start to break the stigma. And that's why I started my podcast. That's why I started my blog is because cannabis helped me so much. And I'm very much a very loud and proud person, right? Like if I find something that I like, I'm like, oh yeah, I love it. Because like you say, like 
You can judge me if you want to. I don't care. I get great sleep. Right. Do you? I know that's because right. a third of Americans don't. <laughs> I'm sleep out here, okay? <laughs> exactly, right. I'm getting great sleep. I'm up in the morning. I'm waking and baking. I'm having my morning routine. I'm doing my, you know, doing my high yoga. I'm doing all the things, right? And that energizes me. That fills my cup so that I can produce. So that way I can show up for the things that I have to show up for. And so I think that, you know, that's why it's such a, it's so stigmatized. It's because of how powerful propaganda is. And we saw how powerful it was in our most in, in the last election, right? Like you know, in like 2014, all of this stuff on Facebook, all of this that people are you know people are influenced by so many things, whether it's true or not. And so I think that now we're at a time where we have legalization in a lot of states. So we saw that you know with with the election, right? All of this like Facebook advertising and stuff like people it really sways people's minds. I don't think that people realize how powerful advertising. Oh, they better is. at this point because we had a whole damn insurrection. Okay. Yes. January 6th was a real thing. If they don't understand that people really believed in this QAnon type, like that, that the president was the savior of kids who were being trafficked, propaganda is real. They had this there that Ashley Babbitt is the lady's name who was shot when she climbed over the fences, climbed through the things at the Capitol. Okay. If they don't understand at this point the power of what they are consuming, then there is no saving us because there was an entire insurrection that happened on United States ground because people believed the president was the savior of trafficking children. Like, if you break this down, like, the most illogical shit on the planet, people believed so hard that they jumped on planes traveled to Washington, D.C., didn't give a hell about police, anything, and literally domestic terrorism, okay? So propaganda yeah. is real. Right. And if they don't get it at this point, I don't know what to tell them. Okay, girl. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, we have to understand how powerful that kind of stuff is, and it still impacts us today. And even with, you know, with legalization, like one of the things, you know, people don't, I don't think people know about with um, prohibition, that means that we can't study, we, we can't research it. So a lot of the research, I had some um, women who own a dispensary here in Maryland on my podcast, and they were talking about how they rely on like research from Canada and Europe and other places because it's, since it's banned here, we can't study it here. Like if you're getting federal funding, you can't study weed. And so now we're at a point where, you know, I, I think I just saw the government did open up more licenses to be able to have more people grow for research, which is great. But if you take about if you think about, you know, the propaganda with no research, with no, you know, with, with people getting locked up for weed. And, oh and it just it, that's why it's like this. And so I think that the way that we, you know, as consumers are our, our, our way to break the stigma is to share our stories. And so when I share my story about how I fixed my sleep, there's a light bulb that goes off. People are like, oh. That makes sense to me. And so that's why I talk about on my platform about being really intentional with cannabis, because it's not just, you know, like it's, it, these whole lazy stoner stigmas and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't exist. I'm a high functioning stoner. I get a lot of shit done. Okay? I know that's And I'm right. high when I do it. Okay. Come on. <laughs> so, you know, so, that, so it's about being intentional, right? It's about learning about the plant. How does it impact your body? How does it, you know, how does it, what's the structure of it? So you can decide like, what do I want to use for each, each specific activity? So it's really like, you know, just being intentional, sharing your story and understanding that, you know, there are so many different ways to consume cannabis, right? Like smoking is just one that may be the most popular, but it's just one. Like I have like one of the things that works with my parents um, and like my mom is really like, she's like, I don't care. You know, she used to smoke weed as a, as a kid, as a, a younger, but my dad is really like, 
no alcohol, no drugs, nothing. Yeah. And so for him, what helped, what helped, what helped to kind of connect it with him is that he has arthritis in his hands. Yeah. And so I got him this cream, like this lotion that uh, has THC in it, has a balance of C- THC and CBD. He got it and he uses it and it works great. He said, oh yeah, this works great. It just wears off. I'm like, yeah. okay. So now that you know it works great, let's try something that's stronger. Maybe we'll try an edible. Maybe I was we'll going to say, something. hold up. Did Pops try an edible? <laughs> not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. I'm still okay, working on okay. it. I'm still working on it. You know, <laughs> but you know, so there's so many different ways to approach cannabis. And so I think that the more we educate ourselves, the more we can say, okay, well, this is, the, the more we can combat, combat the, the, the stigmas, I think. Absolutely. And I think that, one, I love that you touched on so many different things. I love that you touched on you know, let's call a spade a spade, the racism of it all, okay? Mm -hmm. Because when we think about black and brown people and the punishments that have been supplied when it comes to marijuana, weed, to black and brown people historically in this country, it's just been astronomically ridiculous. It really Mm -hmm. has. And I think back, you know, as a little girl, like my weed wasn't a part of my whole life. My dad was a smoker. Okay. And, um, it's so amazing now. My dad passed away, um, really young. And I, I think a lot about, so I'm going to have to process this out loud a little bit. So you're going to have to bear with me because of some, Mm -hmm. some very big feelings, but I love, this is why I love this podcast because it always pushes me, right? It pushes my thinking. It pushes me. um, And I believe it pushes our helpers also. So I think about my dad and I don't really mourn my dad's death, right? I mourn his life because his life as a black man was so hard that it killed him by the age of 53, right? And I think about how weed has been criminalized and how Black people have been treated because of weed usage. And then I think about survival. I think about how hard it is to survive as a Black person in this country. And I think about other things that people use that they have access to to survive that Black people and communities don't always have access to, right? And so when I think about the weed that my dad smoked as a kid, because he smoked all the time, and it was just a part of our lives, I realized it was a form of survival for my dad also. He had so much trauma, you know? He had so much trauma. And my dad wasn't just high to be high all the time. Like, he was really, really going through a lot of things. And Mm -hmm. it did help him. It absolutely helped him until the day, the week he died, he probably was still smoking, to be honest. And I, I feel like we're at a point now where if you're not questioning some, some of the laws, some of the rules, then we're just going to stay in this, we're just like, why does the government, like I, listen, I try, I'm, I'm a rule follower for the most part, except for shit that don't make sense. If mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me, like, why do we control who people can marry? Why yeah. do we control if it's not hurting people? And I got to tell you, I have never in my life heard of any story that just a person died of weed. No one has overdosed on weed ever. There you go. <laughs> right. There you go. According to science. Look at, you know, and look at the science. You would have to literally, I saw a statistic 
I think that it said that you'd have to ingest 1,500 pounds of weed within 10 minutes in order for you to overdose. And that's probably and that's physically not impossible. possible. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's just all these things that I'm, I'm thinking about, about, for instance, I'm thinking about Shakari Richardson, mm. right? And I'm so happy that we have you on because I'm thinking about Shakari Richardson and I'm thinking about her grief, right? And her pain and how that was, one, she held herself completely accountable, which I love, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I love a person who can do some accountability. Yeah. That, that's key. I love that she had accountability and said, look, I did this and I'm going to take whatever the repercussion is. And also, I think, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> like, right. like, weed? Y'all are banning an Olympian for weed? Yes, she broke a rule. I get it. Okay. But isn't it time that we kind of look at the rules? Isn't it time mm-hmm. that we stop putting people in jail for weed? That we stop doing, like weed is not, if anything, weed ain't speeding nobody up. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so when you when you see this Shakari Richardson story and when you're, you know, looking at this, how were you, like, to walk me through how you were feeling and your thoughts on kind of like, what the hell are they doing? Well, first off, I was on fire. <laughs> that was the first thing. I was just like, this is some bullshit. Cause I'm like, I'm excited for all the black girl magic we have at the Olympics. Yes. And, you know, I was so excited to see uh, Shikari come back from last year, not making it to now being the fastest woman in the world. Like that's, that shit's amazing. And so when I saw this, when I thought about it, I just was like, wow, these rules are so outdated for one. Yes. They're based on racism and they're outdated. So that, that's the other thing. But the biggest thing for me is that I see people saying, well, she should have just followed the rules as an athlete. You know, the rules. And I'm like, you know, I'm like you. I'm like, I feel like I follow the rules in, in some instances and in other instances I don't. But with this, I just was saying, so you're what you're what you're essentially saying is that she needs to deprioritize her mental health mm-hmm. so that she can perform. So that she can get you a gold medal. Exactly. When it for this country, who has who doesn't really respect people who look like her? Because right. you know, she's, like, so is that so that's what you're saying? Like this girl, regardless of whether, you know, I know that, you know, she was using it to help her with grief. But whatever it is, whether it's helping you with pain management and just like the helper was saying before, it helps them with pain management. It helps me with sleep. So what are you, so you're telling me that I should not get any sleep because I need to follow the rules, because I need to follow the racist rules. So I should actually say Hold that- Hold up, let's, let me run it back. She said, <laughs> le, oh, there it goes. So you're telling me I can't get any sleep because I have to follow the rules. Excuse me, the racist rules. And here we are again. So often we wind up right back here on this mm-hmm. podcast. And where is that? Well, it is the land of systemic oppression. Because Say that. these laws, all of these things are rooted in white supremacy, rooted in racism. In fact, the reason why, literally, you can, if, if you have not educated yourself on these things, helpers, please do that. The reason why the punishments and the time of the jail time and things like that were so harsh is because black people were really into smoking weed. White people Mm -hmm. were into cocaine. Yeah. And they were getting less time for it doesn't make it make sense. It don't. It don't. I can't. I wish I could. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So uh, I, I was so frustrated, right? Because I think Mm -hmm. of, I think of marijuana moms. 
I think of the Mm -hmm. article that I read where it congratulated these women for figuring out something that was going to help them be better moms. And they got a whole op-ed about it. And I think about... Before it was legal in New York. Right. Because it just became legal in New York City very recently. Way before it was legal in New York. I think Mm -hmm. about people like Philando Castile, who was completely villainized for having weed Mm -hmm. in his system, despite the fact that he was sitting in a car and completely said, I am armed legally, please do not shoot me, was murdered by the police anyway, and then afterwards had to deal with the villainization that happened because he had marijuana in his system. Now, if we're going to be very, very honest and transparent, and I, and I try to be, I... If I died, they probably would find some weed in this here system, right? And as a black woman, I got to tell you, that's terrible because what would they say? What would they do? Would I be a podcast host, a loving mother of two, uh, a partner? Would I be an educator or would I become a villain because of weed yeah i think it, it it's it's the to me i think it's the it's, it's it's the weed combined with the blackness because we see so many people making millions billions of dollars on weed right like it's not even you know legal across the united states and they're making hella money off of weed catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I think one of the things when I think about privilege, right? I think about the, the op-ed of the marijuana mm-hmm. moms, right? And then I that juxtap- juxtaposition of Philando Castile and then how there could never be an op-ed, especially before it was, like you said, before it was legal. There was mm-hmm. never, ever going to be an op-ed of five Black moms who was smoking and being great parents, right? Like, and that's just mm-hmm. not what it was. It would, it would have had we just live in two different Americas, right? Like mm-hmm. to see that and read it. I, rem- I remember reading it like, damn, this is actually really interesting. And also knowing it could never be me and my homegirls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. This, we wouldn't be valued in this way, taken seriously in this way, be able to do something so illegal, so loudly this way mm-hmm. and yeah. not have ramifications that, work just not everything would be different. And so I I am very sad for 
Shakari Richardson. And I hope she comes back in, what is it, 2024, that she'll be able to come back. I'm pretty sure. I yeah. hope she comes back. Well, I think she back. can do something in the world. She can run in the world championship or something next week, um, next year. Something well, I, she can run in next year. Okay, well, I really hope so. And I hope she runs her ass off and she shows everybody. I also hope that they change these damn rules. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. I understand steroids. I understand anything that is going to enhance your performance. But if anything, weed is not speeding you up, period. It's not. It it's really not. doesn't. It's not, it's not something, it's not a stimulant. Like if you th- look at the classifications of drugs, it's not a stimulant. It's not something that is, um, you know, addictive per se. Like you won't, you don't have necessarily the same kind of withdrawals or anything, physical withdrawals that you would have versus, you know, doing something like um, cocaine or something, something stronger, right? So it's really, it, it really is, you know, a plant. Like I have a shirt that says weed is a plant. Like it, it literally is. is, but nobody has any issues with lavender. Right. Everybody loves lavender. Chamomile. It, exactly. Aloe. But it's, exactly. But it still gives you, it's wait, still, still mind altering. Is chamomile a plant? Because they're going to be like. Oh, is it? I, I think so. I think it is. I know I, that's that right. My ass talking about chamomile. I don't even know if chamomile is a plant, but I know for damn sure that aloe is a plant. Okay. Yes. Yes. And nobody, and nobody says complains anything. about those things, right? No. Nobody says anything about that. And if we really want to break it down, indigenous people forever have been using nature to heal themselves since the beginning of the beginning of time. Okay. Yeah. Indigenous people have used peace pipes. They have smoked. Like this is not something that just popped up. And the government has this way of taking things that don't belong to them and wanting to put rules on it, right? Yeah. And wanting to do things. Like, it, it's mind-blowing to me that people don't understand how much we are controlled. Illogically yeah. controlled, right? Yeah. Very illogically yeah. controlled. And everyone, everyone, like we said, like indigenous people, everyone except white people have been using alternative medicine, you know, Eastern medicine, all different things. Mm-hmm. and. And still, weed has this crazy ass stigma. Yeah. Prohibition is very recent. Yeah. It's very recent. Like, you know, if you look at like when I was doing some research, because one of my goals one day is to have my own cannabis farm where I'm just like going full hippie. Come on, and I'm cannabis just there farm. And smoking my weed and doing my yoga and yes. doing my thing, right? So, you know, and so I, when I was doing some research about growing and stuff like that, I found out that like, Weed has literally evolved longer than we have. Like, weed has been on this earth longer than we have. And it'll probably be here after we've, we've all gone, right? Yeah. And so if you think about it that way, and you think about, like, you know, prohibition came about within the war on drugs, which was in, like, you know, 50s, something very recent. I don't know the exact date, but something very recent. So if you think about it like that, and like you were saying, you know, like Eastern medicine, they use herbs, they use plants, they use all of these kinds of things to heal us. And, you know, within our bodies, we have an endocannabinoid system Hold that up, we, we directly what? interact with. Yes. <laughs> Listen, you so, smart ass. What, we got an endo what? Yes. So we have, what, with all of us within our body, we have what's called an endocannabinoid system. Let, me, wait, let me try to say it. An endoid could, hold on. I want to just, try, I, I want to be able to say this. So like when somebody finds out that I may partake in some extracurriculars that I can say to them, Excuse me. We have an endocannabinoid. No. Cannabinoid. Oh, I was close. We Sounds like a, you was close. Something okay, like wait, that. Let, yeah. me hear, let me hear you say it again. Endocannabinoid. Listen, I have an endocannabinoid system. Is that right? Yeah. I have an endocannabinoid right. system that does what? 
that literally controls every lots of things in your body, like appetite, sleep, um, mood, um, physical pain sensation, right? So it controls so many things. And so when you think about like how cannabis interacts with our system, like cannabis, you know, it has so many different uses based on different things like the terpenes and all kinds of stuff. So it does different things. And so if you think about, you know, you take that, those the benefits of the, of the herb, of the plant, and it interacts with our system that controls our sleep, that controls our mood, that controls our pain sensation. And it, you bring those two together and they work together. Like we have receptors in our body literally for cannabis. And I had a, um, a doctor on my podcast one time and she was talking about how like, you know, some people are, are, are deficient, like how you, how you can be um, vitamin D deficient. Yeah. And so some of these things, some of these illnesses and some of these things that, you know, we have issues with, it's coming from that system. So what she was explaining to me, when I'll use my example of sleep, she was saying that, you know, your body is off balance because you can't sleep. And yeah. so our endocannabinoid system's goal is to create balance. And that's um, also the goal of cannabis, right? It's the goal of cannabis is to create balance within your body. So if you can't sleep, it'll help you sleep. If you are, you know, you don't have an appetite. If you're yes. anxious, it will help you it'll be less you back anxious. Down. Yes. Yeah. If you're exactly. in pain, so it'll lessen for your pain. Yeah, right. exactly. Listen, right. Helpers, the next time somebody wants to judge you for your cannabis use, you look them dead in the face and you say, don't you judge me for loving on my endocannabinoid system. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get a shirt that says, <laughs> I take care of my endocannabinoid system. Okay. Do you? With Hello. The, with the <laughs> endo for endo. If you know, mm-hmm. now you know. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, my God. And so that's the thing is like, so I think, you know, that's one of the things I, you know, I want people to start to understand. Like I have, you know, a beginner to bud boss guide on my site that talks you through all of this because it's like, like I'm, I'm a big, like when I found out that this worked for me, when I actually was like, oh, this actually works. I was like, oh, I need to know all the things I need to know all. Why is this working? How is this impacting my body? You know, what, what is like, what's the structure of the, of the cannabis? Can I get it to do different things? Like there are things that I smoke. For, that will, um, you know, keep me up and energize you for it. There are things that you can smoke that will help you be more sedated. I mean, you know, not sedated, but that's because that's a, a bad word, not bad word, but more so like mellow. relaxed. Yes. Yeah, mellow, relaxed, you know, helps with pain sensation, all that kind of stuff. So it's so interesting. Like once you start to really dig into it, like, and we can talk about, you know, the difference between THC, CBD, all like, it's so interesting. I really nerd out on like learning about the, the, the science of I this. I see that because it really you're is dropping big ass words over here that I have to Google. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. So w- when we think about our lovely anonymous peach woman, right? One, I think that I hope she gets to a point where she don't have to ask nobody for permission or to be told that it's, it's okay to do something. And at this point, what would you say, like, what would you say to people who are still judging people for their life decisions, especially in regards to weed? I would, I would think the first thing I would say is one, minding your business is free, like we talked about before. Amen. Um, and two, it's like, you don't know, you don't know what someone else is going through. And it, it, whether it's something like, you know, you're going through grief, like the unleashed carry it was or whatever, or like our helper who needs it for pain, like it covers so many different things. And so if you're looking at it from a lens of propaganda and this is bad and stuff like that, like start to dig into where that came from. Like, I remember, you know, so like I mentioned, like, I'm not, I'm a fairly recent smoker. Like, I'm not someone who has been smoking my whole life. Um, but I've been around weed my whole life. Like, my, my best friend smoke and all that kind of stuff. My partner smokes. And so I would always just be like, oh, no, I'm just not a smoker. It's just not for me. I didn't have really, like, an issue with it. But I just like, no, it's just not for me. 
But then when you start to do some research and you're just like, okay, now that I know it helps me. And so now I'm doing research and just figuring out like, well, why is it banned in the first place? And it goes back to racism and it goes back to, you know, people like trying to disenfranchise people of color. Like, yep. you're like, okay, so this is literally like just a plant that they decided that like, and literally I read a story, I think where the war on drugs originally came from, like there were people coming from Mexico bringing cannabis here mm-hmm. and people, they were, you know, when in communities, black and brown communities were using it and stuff like that. And then the government decided, oh no, we don't want that to happen. So now we're going to demonize it and we're going to, you know, painted in this certain light. So if you look at it like that, you know, I, that's what I would challenge people to do. I would just challenge people to do some research, like figure out, like do, look, look into the science, whether you're looking at science from heat from the United States, look at science in Canada, look at science um, in Europe and different places, talk to some different doctors. Um, there are like literally cannabis doctors, there are cannabis, I had a cannabis nurse on my podcast. Yes. And so there's so many people who can really speak to how it actually impacts your body. And so I, I challenge people to kind of like step outside of that stigma right? Like step outside of the stereotype, actually do some research on your own. Cause we don't realize how many of our things that we believe come from propaganda and come from messages that we're receiving. Right. So we have to actually be mindful when reprogramming ourselves. And that's why I try to bring mindfulness and meditation and stuff into my cannabis use, because it really does help me to feel more grounded. It helps me to connect better with myself. It helps me go deeper into my self-care. It helps me to reflect without judging myself. Like I can look back and just from a, from a lens of curiosity rather than judging myself and being hard yes, on myself. Yes, be curious. You know, I love so, that yeah. curiosity lens. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I, that's what I would say. Just look, I would say, figure out, you know, look into look at the history. Start there. Look at the history. Next, start at the science. Read some of the science, look into it, figure out how, how it helps people. And then see if, your, see if your brain changes or see if your mind actually changes. And here's the other thing. Even if it does it, okay, mm-hmm. Even if you don't, even if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, look, Miss Danielle, I love that you're always trying to help humans out, but this ain't for me. That is totally fine. Mm -hmm. That is totally fine. Everything is not for everybody. That is perfectly fine. And also, we have got to stop judging people for the way that they live their lives for the way that they survive this crazy ass world. Mm-hmm. Because again, everybody is going through something. And if you think that everybody is, everybody's addicted to something. And, and if you're listening to the podcast right now and you're saying, oh, I'm not addicted to anything. False. What about sugar? Or your phone. What about your phone? What about social media? Right? There are a million things to be addicted to. Millions and millions of things to be addicted to. Everybody is addicted to something. And if we are going to literally shift, right? If we're going to shift and be who we want to be. And, you know, here on this podcast, we want to be accepting. We want to be tolerant. We want to be, you know, we want to cheer people on for whatever. We want people to be happy and to thrive, not just survive. And I got to tell you, as a black person, and especially as a black woman, survival has happened more than thriving in my life right? Surviving has been the theme as opposed to thriving. And so at this point in my life, I literally don't care what anybody does in their life unless it's hurting somebody else. And I can yeah. tell you that weed ain't hurting nobody. <laughs> exactly. It really isn't. If it, Right? If an if in a Olympian can smoke some weed and still run the way that she runs, what are we doing right now? Like, wh- why? All these people who say... I was in cancer treatment and I couldn't eat. And then I smoked some weed or ate an edible and then I could eat. I managed mm-hmm. my pain, my anxiety. But we can take clonopins 
to manage our anxiety, these crazy ass drugs, man-made drugs, and everybody's okay with us popping all these pills to fix whatever, but we can't eat an edible or smoke some weed. Just it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me, right? It really doesn't. It yeah. really and doesn't. I saw I saw a tweet literally about the um Shakari situation where she was like, she should have just taken some Xanax or something. I'm like, what? Did you really just say she should have taken Xanax, Xanax instead of weed? Over Girl. a plant that literally comes from Mother Earth. <laughs> exactly. And she was living sense. in a legal state. Come on. That's the other thing. And, and that's the another thing. It's legal someplace. It's illegal some places. It's legal here. Illegal here. What? That doesn't even make no damn sense. Like, what are we doing here, right? And when things that have been legal, even at with an age limit, alcohol and uh, tobacco, all these things, right? Come on. Yeah. But we... Yeah. Right. A plan. A plan. <laughs> so I, I, I'm just so happy that you're here to talk about this. I love, love, love that you're the type of person who found something that worked for you, but then got excited about it to be like, hey, this could help other people. And and you learned so much. You learned so much. You are like, like you said, you geeked out, you nerded out over everything that you could learn about marijuana. And that's evident. And I just love that you're here to talk about it and that you said, we believe that storytelling saves lives on this podcast. That is a huge thing for us. We tell our stories. We, we do these on purpose. We're intentional about the things we talk about. And what you're doing right now will save lives. It absolutely will. And if nothing else, it will take some of that shame and guilt away because it is absolutely mind-blowing to me that this lovely anonymous peach lady thought she need permission, right? No, no, boo-boo. You don't need any permission. You do whatever you have to do to survive this crazy-ass world as long as it's not hurt nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cannabis use went up during the pandemic, right? People are stressed. We are, we, all of us are stressed. And, you know, particularly as black, black people, especially as black women, right? We always have to show up, right? Like regardless of what's going on in life, we still have to show up, right? And so if there is something that helps you to show up just a little bit better, it helps you to show up just a little bit more presently, a little more energized and a little more ready. Why not? Because it's not hurting my, it's not hurting my body, you know, and I'm, I'm being very intentional with my use, right? Like there's, you know, there, there's a difference between like, you know, being intentional and numbing, right? Like if you're numbing with cannabis, you might need to, you might need to seek some therapy, talk right. to somebody about that, right? And, but the thing is we can numb with anything. People numb with alcohol, people numb with wine. People, you know, how many people say I, after work, I have a glass of wine. When I tell you that when my dad died, I was numbing with a bottle of wine a night. It was a yeah. lot. It was a yeah. lot. And that shit will kill you way quicker than some weed. Exactly. Much exactly. more dangerous, right? Yeah. So use what works for you. Use what works for you, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, when I think about our lovely helper who who reached out, 2020 was life-altering, hopefully for everybody. Hopefully it was life-altering for everybody. Surviving 2020, let's just name that everybody did not survive 2020. And I'm not just talking about COVID. I'm talking about mental health. I'm talking about living in this world and being confined to our houses, not being able to under, the whole world, whole world globally, just a mess, right? Mm -hmm. A global Mm -hmm. pandemic and a racial pandemic. It's mind blowing that so many of us survived 2020 I know for a fact, a lot of people got through 2020 because of weed. 
like legitimately. There are people who needed it, utilized it. There are people who survive every day, chronic pain because of it. And at the end of the day, who the fuck are we to continue to judge people after surviving 2020? Right. Who are we to even judge, right? Live your best life. And if that means token it up every now and then, grabbing an edible, whatever, so be it. Live your life. Yeah, because it's yours, right? Like, and I feel like, I so feel the kind of the shame that the helper was um, was saying, and not necessarily from other people, but that shame that you feel within yourself. Like, I remember when I first started to realize, like, okay, this is helping me sleep. It's helping me consistently sleep. And I remember, like, I remember one time, like, early in that journey of, of using weed to help me with sleep, I remember saying, like, okay, well, it's been a few months. Maybe I'm good, right? Maybe I can fall asleep without it. So I, I feel like I had went on a business trip or something and I didn't have weed. I had my pen, I had a vape pen and vape pens are, you know, they work for me, but I like the flower. Mm-hmm. But so I said, okay, let me try, you know, not smoking before bed. And I could not sleep awake. Literally, it, it brought back that memory of just being in bed, lying there, t- arguing with myself about going to sleep, having anxiety from not being able to sleep, right? Because there's so many layers to like, yeah. you can't sleep. Like, and even now, some of the, I have to check myself with that, anxi- with that anxiety and that shame now because I'm like, well, why can't I sleep? Like, what's wrong with me that I need something to help me sleep? But then I had to realize, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. I just need weed to help me sleep, right? I have insomnia. That's okay. Any therapist will tell you, like, you got to use the tools in your tool basket. For you, a tool in your tool basket is weed. Yeah. Now, I know I have actually lost my mind a few times, like legitimately postpartum depression will do that to you. So mm-hmm. I have lost mm-hmm. my mind a few times. And I know that there is nothing scarier than when your mind betrays you. And the quickest way for your mind to betray you is to not sleep. Yeah. Quickest, fastest way for you to not be who you are is for you to not sleep. So if weed is what is putting your ass to sleep, you better keep smoking it because mm-hmm. the the effects of not doing that are going to be far worse than what they could ever be for you smoking some weed to get to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Like fall, literally like falling asleep driving. It was, it, I, I still can kind of remember what it felt like. And it was very scary. It was very, it was, it was very quick. But I remember that feeling like in my gut, like, oh, I lost control of my body, right? Like my, I was not in control of what was happening. And my body decided, you know, my body had been giving me signals, right? Because our bodies always give us signals, right? Mm-hmm. Being tired all the time is not normal, right? Being, you know, like just lethargic and fatigued, that's not normal. But I thought that was my normal, right? Yeah. That's what I thought was, was normal. It's so many of our normals. Yeah. And like even see, even to the point where like, you know, my um, my aunt was on sleeping pills. My mom has trouble sleeping. So I, my fam, I, I remember telling myself like, you know, maybe sleep problems just run in my family. Right. And so I'm like, you so it's we normalize so many things, so much of our pain and trauma, like we, we normalize. And so when I just had to realize, like, you know, this is what helps me to be a better human. This is what helps me to show up. This is what helps me to do. I have a side hustle, yep. be in, in marketing in a tech company that is stressful as fuck and, and still be, a, you know, an auntie and a girlfriend and a friend and a daughter. Like a it helps person. me to continue to show up. Right. Like. I had one of the, literally one of the best job interviews of my life last week and I was high. Come because through. I was in my, I was in my zone. I was focused. Like it, I have a thousand thoughts going a day when I'm not high. But when I smoke, it like brings me down. It helps me to focus. I can actually be in the moment. I can be in the present. I'm feeling myself because I'm confident. I'm feeling good, right? I'm not feeling anxious and stressed about whatever's going on. And literally the recruiter called me and was like, you, you killed that interview. Yes. I was like, I know I did. Because <laughs> I felt it, right? I 
Yeah, no, that's right. Was his own. We love to you see know? it. We love to see it. Yeah. Oh so my it, god. Whatever it is, it helps you to show up. Like, and when you, and that's what I'm saying. Like, when you use it intentionally, right? And even like, I want the helpers to understand. Like, if you're not into smoking, you don't have to smoke. Like, you don't have to smoke. Yeah. Smoking is just my preferred method. Um, I was on a cooking class last week or a couple weeks ago where they were teaching people how to how to infuse cannabis into like pasta salad. Um, and, you know, I had there like honey. I, I love a CBD honey. I love and I made my own infused honey before. Yes. And so I'm going to so need a goodie bag. I'm going to need a goodie bag. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. And so it's there's so many different ways that you can, you know, bring it into your life. Like I have tinctures that I take. There are gummies that I take before bed. I just started trying. They're fantastic. So, you know, there's so many different things you can do if smoking is not your thing. And that's one thing I love about cannabis is that it's so versatile. You can find something that works for you and it can just work. Like it has my tolerance gone up. Yes. Do I have to smoke more to get, to get higher? Yes. Have I taken a tolerance break before? It was a hard three days, but I did it. <laughs> you I know, know that's right. I remember like just taking a sleeping pill after that two weeks and then just laying there. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm not falling asleep. Like what's happening? This is going back to exactly where I was two weeks ago when I, I didn't have a solution, right? When I was still trying to figure something out. And so it's just, it, it, it really just works for me. And I, I, I really want other people, especially the helpers to understand, especially this helper to understand, like you can let go of that shame because Amen. it's not something that's hurting you. It's other people who are, you know, who don't understand. And, you know, maybe it's that projection. is our job to try to help them. It's yeah. projection. A lot of the time it's projection. So we definitely yeah. see that. So we want to send love to all the all the weed smokers, edible eaters, all that stuff, because at the end of the day, you do whatever you need to do to survive this world. And also at some point while you're drug testing for jobs, which I do understand, when THC pops up in those drug tests, you got to let that shit ride. Exactly. Nobody is going to mess up at your company because they are like, just understand that people should be able to do what the hell they want to do outside mm-hmm. of work hours, period. Yeah. As long yeah. as you're not harming people, we've said it before, mm-hmm. we'll say it again. You should be able to do what you do outside of work hours without having ramifications. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I love like now that I'm working from home, I can go, like, I remember, I can, I'll be, like, just trying to put together a marketing brief and just be, like, I'm stuck. My create, I've got something on my mind from earlier in the day, and I can't focus. I'm, like, let me go smoke real quick. And then I come back, and I'm, like, oh, the thoughts are flowing. The juices are flowing. And, like, creativity is flowing, because it does also help to enhance creativity. So there's just, it's so, it's so many things that can help you to show up better if you're being intentional with it, and you're pairing it with things like mindfulness and self-care and meditation and all the things, right? Getting all of those benefits coupled into one, you know, it, it just helps me to honestly show up and be my best self. I know that's right, Stacy. That is a perfect end to a wonderful conversation. We are so happy to have your high cannabis loving self up <laughs> on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for normalizing something that should already be normalized. You are a true pleasure, yeah. love. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here. This is, this is such a fun conversation for sure. So that was an awesome conversation, right? Where did we land? Well, here's where I landed. And you get to land wherever you want, but let's talk about it, right? First things first, fuck the stigma, okay? It was created because of systems of oppression, like so many other things were created because of systems of oppression. If you smoke weed, you eat weed, you do whatever you need to do to survive this crazy ass world, do what works for you as long as you aren't hurting others. There's a few things that we literally live by on this podcast. One, if we know better, 
we do better, okay? We've said it over and over again. We have to hold ourselves accountable so we know that if we didn't know something, okay, that makes sense. But the moment that you do, if you don't shift, transform, or do it differently, you're failing. So when we know better, we do better, and we're all committed. As helpers, we are all committed to that. And also, we don't give a hell what you do as long as you are not hurting others or yourself. And I can tell you right now, smoking weed ain't hurting you, all right? Become an ally for not only the legalization, but the expunging of the records of those serving nonviolent marijuana charges. Come on, why the hell are people in jail for weed? Why? Seriously, why? Right? And when we think about who's in jail for weed, we know that it ain't fair that most people in jail for these ridiculous charges look like me. Okay? There are reasons for this. And just like Stacey said, it goes all the way back to the beginning and systems of oppression. We gotta do better than that. I wanna just take a second to say, like, listen, Anonymous Peach Lady, I love you for one, being a listener of our podcast, and two, being so vulnerable and transparent in your journey. And also, I know it is not my job and you don't need permission from me to set yourself free. But don't ask people for permission anymore. You don't have to do that. You get to live your life the way that you want to. You get to show up in the world however you want to, as long as it's not hurting anybody. So while the people that you love may be critical about the choices you're making, who cares? Everybody always has an opinion. But it doesn't matter, okay? Because if you're not hurting people and you're doing whatever it takes to survive this world, and again, you're not hurting anyone, you get to do whatever it is that is helping you. Self-care is not the same for everybody. And at the very least, this world is gonna get better when we fucking stop judging each other. All right? Let's just stop doing that. Do what you need to do to survive. And hopefully, we can move out of survival and just thrive. And maybe your thriving looks like being high. Okay. Sometimes mine does too. But that's a story for another day. All right, I got to get out of here, but I do have to thank Stacy for being on the show. Stacy was so much in- Okay, let's talk about weed, okay? Tell me Stacy is quiet or anything. She's not. Stacy was revved the hell up and Stacy gets high a lot. She was full of energy, she was amazing. Like, let's just stop with the stigma, okay? So thank you, thank you, thank you so much to Stacy. Obviously, if you have a question you would like us to answer, and clearly no questions are off limits. We're talking about weed, we talk about sex, we talk about racism, we talk about trans lives, we talk about all the things. So nothing is off limits here. This is a safe space for everybody. So if you have a question you would like us to answer, send a voice memo to hahopodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at hahopodcast. That's at H-A-H-O podcast. I'm your host, Miss Danielle. I partake in some extracurriculars every now and then. Our executive producer is Emma Martins. Help a Human Out is produced by Red Rock Music and is powered by Acast. We will never judge you, and we'll see you next time. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.